geologists assigned to Edwards Plateau reported the dead bodies of strange type of feral humans. That would take an awful lot of, I mean, you'd have to be one hell of a fiction writer to come up with half of this. This is the Crypto Creatures Podcast. I'm Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Todd. What's going on, my friend? Hey, Brian. How's it going, man? Great. It's going great. Hey, I'm excited and, uh, about this episode tonight. Um, me too. Uh, we have no guests. We don't. But we are talking we about... some contraband. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> if you want to call it that, brother. Uh, yeah, well, no guests tonight, guys, but... seem to find it anywhere, so... What we're talking about tonight is a very in my opinion, in our opinion, uh, a special subject. Well, and the reason I think it's it's special is because you can't find this anywhere right now on the internet. Um, oh, and I've looked the last few days. I've looked, I've searched everywhere for this stuff and it is nowhere. No. Nowhere to be found. No. And the name of this uh, information we're talking about is the Miller documents. Uh, you can look it up as Bigfoot Miller doc evidence. Maybe uh, mm -hmm. try it that way. But I think, Brian, you searched up and down, high and low, and could not yep. find this Different anywhere. combinations. Yep. Um, not find it anywhere. There was a uh, thing on Facebook that says Bigfoot Miller documents, but it's just a page, and it has nothing. It has none of these documents on it. Right. Just a picture. and Just a Facebook go-to, kind of like, here's where yep. you used to be able to access this document, right. this, these yep. documents. And people are like, what are they talking about? What's the Miller documents? What are these? Well, we'll get into that. Um, but well, we're going to get into it. What these things are, you know, they, they used to be accessible on the internet, on Facebook. And again, you can't find them anywhere, right. which is strange, which is strange to me. You would think that any kind of documentation. It was odd to me too. Yeah. And uh, when you first said that, I was like, oh, they got to be out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. They're not. Right. <laughs> They're not. Right. And I'm not going to reveal how I have what I have of them or, or say, you know, I have this or that. Um, we just know that we have access to them. Right. And, you know, not, not much access. But uh, if anyone can find these documents out there, the yeah. Miller documents... Yeah. Again, you guys are like, what are you guys talking about? What are the Miller documents? Well, we'll get into if, that. We'll get into that here. If you do happen to accidentally run across them somewhere, yeah. print them off. Yeah, print them off. Let <laughs> find us know. Them. Yeah, find sure. them. Keep them. But um, before we get into this, Brian, as always, thanks everyone for listening. Yes. Thank you all. This has been amazing so far. We appreciate it. Uh, listens are growing all the time. And um, we want to provide you guys with great shows. So we wanted yep. to step back a little bit, take a break from the norm of the guest-to-guest -guest encounter. Interviewing encounter. everybody and just kind of talk to you guys one-on-one -on -one and, yeah. uh, you know, face-to-face, -face, yep. kind of, just so to speak. Put it out there and, and talk about these uh, Miller documents tonight. So, so we'll get into this. <laughs> why the government is covering shit up. Right. So, Brian, I got to tell you something, man. For a long time... I battled with the fact of believing in Bigfoot. You know, should I believe? Should I not believe? My right. heart and soul said, 
people are seeing this thing, they're not making this up, but why aren't we finding bodies? Why isn't there more evidence? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, what's going on here? And I battled with this for a long time, trying to figure out, you know, why, what's going on here? Until, you know, something like we're talking about tonight, the Miller documents hit me. Um, there very well is government conspiracy and cover-up involved yeah. in this thing we call Sasquatch, Bigfoot. I, I truly believe that 100% of my heart. Sure. The government knows these things exist and they're keeping them covered up on top of the fact that they're not only elusive and they hide in caves and, and whatnot. In so, trees, from right. what we've read in these Miller documents. In trees, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. And, and But we're still having sightings upon sightings upon sightings because it's going to happen. It's going to happen, right? These things are out there. Absolutely. People are venturing in their in their world and they're in ours. Well, especially now. I mean, people are outside more and more now. They don't want to go stay in hotels and shit. They're out camping more. They want to get outside. Yeah. After being locked down for so long, you yeah. know, and it's going to happen. They're yeah. going to run into each other. Yeah. You know, like the alien thing, you know, I, I the whole government's going to release these documents about UFOs are real, that. you know, but, mm-hmm. but they've kind of opened the door to admitting or not admitting that they're not, or they are real, whatever you want to say. Right. Um, they're basically saying, look, people have, pilots have seen things, um, you know, our military seen things explain, so. that wasn't us. We can't explain. We don't know if they're from another nation or not, which kind of right. makes me say, look, are you, how serious are you with our spending the money on our military? If you don't know what something is yeah. you see out there, you want to question that it's a Chinese or a, a foreign um, mm-hmm. of earth, so to speak, um, made thing, then you better right. get with it a little bit mm-hmm. because somebody's way more advanced than us. We don't know it. Somebody is. <laughs> and it's hopefully not of this world because, you know, like I said, if it's China or something, well, if it shit. is of this world, that's even more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Opens up a lot of doors, Brian. I mean, we could talk about a lot of theories, but let's stay focused on these Miller documents, I yep, guess, you know, because yep. yep. the people this are what we, what are This these is what we're here for. So. so the Miller documents. Um, I don't know. I think I saw this on a Facebook post one day a couple right. years ago. And um, you and I had met and started talking about doing this podcast together. And I would brought this up to you. And we had done a little show on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't really on a different podcast. Maybe just kind of like a little stream that we posted out there somewhere. Um, but we're going to do it again and, and um, put our hearts into it for sure. Um, right. But these things are, um, they were on a Facebook page that I came across and I read these things. And then for a while, you couldn't find them like you can't now. And somehow they popped back mm-hmm. up, and I saw them, and I made a copy of them. And um, yep. so here we are. So what's interesting about the Miller documents is, well, they're about a doctor back in, um, what year was that, Brian? Do you know? 19... Uh, 1920... Let's say 29? 29. Yeah. Um, he had graduated from Harvard, uh, Yale. Is that right? I think he, he, he had done that too. Yeah. Um, yep. His name was H.A. Miller. I don't know what his full name was. 
Uh, he was born in 1909. I see on the paperwork here, December 12, 1909. Yep. Right. Um, but in a nutshell, what we'll get into tonight is um, he worked for the National Forest Industry and for the government. And uh, in these documents that were found in um, some old attic of his um, descendants, basically um, talk about him being sent to different areas of the United States to examine bodies of creatures right. unknown to man at the time that were classified as a feral human. Oh. Yeah, it was the late 30s. In the late 30s, that was when it happened. So so let's get into it a little bit. Um, Brian? You read the you read the whole manuscript. What, what's your what's your theory for before we get into the details? You got anything you want to talk about about it before we get into it here, or you want to just jump into here? Or what are you thinking there? No, we just jump right in there. So, you know, this appears as a you know this lady sent this um, this to it to uh, I don't know what it is. She sent this to a editor or something like that. She says, Dear Linda, I'm not clear as to the best way to handle a manuscript written by my grandmother's half-brother. Right. He died in 2005. He had no children or relatives who live except for my grandmother. Uh, apparently, he sent a box and left it in the box without my knowledge to my mother. It was in the attic of my grandmother since 2005. So I don't know how old this box is, but... Um, well, if that's Miller's actual stuff, then that's from the 30s. Right. Um, oh. Amazing age of 92. My grandmother recently passed away, and my mother and I were going through these things and found this manuscript. I do not know if it's authentic, but I wanted to share it with anyone who might know what to do with it. Um, so, you know, people can say, well, these things were made up. They were tight. That's absolutely true. 100%. Right. It could have happened. These could be made up. But, you know, as we read through this. It could, but the, the deeper you get into this stuff, the, there's no way. I mean. No H, way somebody could. H.A. Miller was a real person, and you can prove that. And it says, you know, there's a yeah, photograph there's, attached. It says the above photograph shows H.A. Miller, first row down, third from left spectacles, Yale Forestry Program, 1930. Right. Um, so he left these documents, apparently. And. This lady says, you know, English is a second language. I, I was told to get a hold of you, Linda, to be the person on the internet to show me how, you know, <laughs> when it comes to Bigfoot, and I'll send this to you. And she's talking about different things and, and not really making much sense because she's not, you know. Um, right, not a real good English speaker. Too too much into English in that point. But, but this is back in the day as well. So it says, you know, um, the following was written by Dr. H.A. Miller, now deceased. He was born in England, uh, December uh, 12th, 1909. He was the first and only children of his, his parents. Uh, he finished uh, my high school education while living with my father, stepmother, and half-sister. So he moved around a little bit. Um, just trying to give the, the audience a background on this. Um, his studies focused on forestry and land management. While in his junior and senior year, he was employed by the federal government. Right. Um, Working for the FDA and yes. the Forestry Service. Yeah. That's an odd odd combination. I think that'd be a cool job, honestly. I think it'd be a great job. Would you not yeah. want to be a for? I mean, Jesus, what we do, I mean. Forestry Service? Heck yeah, man. Absolutely. I would love it. 
So he says, I began to find great interest in the scientific workings uh, happening with corn and seed at the time. He was in some kind of farming thing. Uh, completed an additional year in the forestry science and graduated in 1930 with an A.B. from Yale University and an M.F. in 1931, uh, Master of Science in Forestry. He hoped to attend medical school and become a physician. Um, so this guy wanted to be a doctor. Yep. Uh, he applied for medical school and was accepted to Harvard and began his medical training in 1938. Graduating from Harvard Medical School in the early 40s, uh, specialized career at the time in orthopedic forensic surgery. Because of my previous work with the USDA, I was quickly employed by the federal government. All right. So to to well, we'll basically <laughs> uh, to basically do examinations and stuff on forestry service workers who have died out in the field right. accidentally or whatever. Right. Um, and uh, apparently, it escalated from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he said he became a forensic expert and autonomist for the USDA. Mm -hmm. And cause to examine the deaths, yeah. Assigned to specific scientific teams, which investigated the physical nature of genetics. So, this is this is a pretty smart guy. You know, yeah. I mean, he's he he he's a scientist, right? He, um, you know, a little bit of background on this guy. He's a scientist. He's a, a surgeon. Uh, he's in right. the medical field. He's trained to go out into the forestry um, and. Uh, industry and help loggers. I don't know. I don't know. At the time, um, there's a lot of logging going on back in the day. Right. And I think he goes in and he, you know, if somebody dies on the job, he goes mm -hmm. in and fly him to location and he examines them and says, well, this is what happened. Right. That's what it sounds like to me too. Like yeah. a uh, forestry, um, um, what do you call it? <laughs> Forensic, uh, whatever, right. you know, anyway, a corner. Corner, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I'm not going to edit this out, you guys. You just listen. All right. Heck yeah. So he's, he goes on to say- This is us in our rawest yes. form. Yeah. We're not, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not playing around anymore. <laughs> so That's he goes right. on to say, uh, it was at the same time that several of our team members were called to Bandera County, Texas, where the forestry scientists, biologists assigned to Edwards Plateau reported the dead bodies of strange type of feral humans- um, reports yeah. I received were speculating that they were feral humans from the local Comanche Indian tribes. The bodies were supposedly found in or around one of the massive caves within Edwards Plateau area. Let's stop and pause on that for a minute, Brian. Okay. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, what key words in that phrase caught your attention? Feral humans and found them around the caves. Caves. Yeah. We've talked a lot about, um, you know, there's a lot of cave systems and, that are around why, that people don't know about. Right. And why, maybe linked to why we haven't found any remains. Right. Yeah. I mean, they could live in caves and they could the die in caves. Yeah. Yeah. They could be like elephants and have a, a Bigfoot burial ground that they go to. Who knows? Right. Who knows? But now that we're reading these documents, right? maybe it's because the government's finding them and 
taking them. I mean, if these things are if these things are masters of you know hide and seek, so to speak, um, right. and they're covered up by the government, and there's cave systems that they're living in that that humans don't know about or aren't explored, right? Or they're digging on their own. Jeez, um, I mean, or maybe they're told don't go in those caves because they're unsafe. Yeah, for some reason, and yeah. they're not really unsafe. They just know that there's private land, so to speak. Right. So he says, when I arrived in Texas, I was surprised to find three bodies, one adult female and two female juveniles. I examined them as I typically would any human subject, but to my dismay, one of these creatures still seemed to be alive. I became quite upset yeah, with the local this scientists. Another, this is another interesting part. Yeah. The interesting thing about a... it is... He's not describing so much what he's seeing. He's mad because they said they're all dead and they weren't. He's like, right. whoa. And so what happened to him saying, it, hey. It was dead, but they seem to have, what do you say? They seem to have a accelerated um, regeneration process. Is that what the word he used? He said, um, um, you know. Healing and I, and I get it. He says here, he says, I became quite upset, the local scientists, but they reassured me that they confirmed all three were deceased. The reparative process. Yeah. After further, in, further investigation, I found these creatures were not human. They, in fact, had remarkable rapid re reparative process, hence the reason why these creatures seemed dead, but in fact was regenerating to a degree. Right. Unfortunately, the re restoration abilities of this creature were not enough to keep it alive. They were massive in know. size and sickly new species known, known to science at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at so a loss they can, here. So they have. What did he mean by that? Why were they rap dead? Rapid reparative. Do you think. What do you think happened? Do you think this was yeah. a fire? Um, Maybe. Smoke inhalation. Could have been. We could have done our homework and found out what. Uh, what yeah. What year this was and if there's any we fires. But or who, who knows. How much fun would that have been? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so that's that's just weird. Um, we're talking about this guy who, let's back up a minute. We're talking about this guy who gra graduated from Harvard and Yale and um, basically was a forestry um, coroner. And right. he's being called out to check on these feral humans that they thought were part Indian. But he's like, no, they were not. And then... He says they were massive in size and distinctively a new primate species unknown to science at the time. Yep. Which is... So, <laughs> what's weird is when these documents, um, on a side note, it looks like they found some other documents attached that he had, he had received from someone. Um... A name not given, but uh, they lived in Sweden and were raised by some parents there. Um, the father was Swedish and met my mother in the United States. Um, but what this girl's talking about in a nutshell oh, yeah. is, is uh, Evelyn Wentzworth. She talks about the stories of Bigfoots. I don't believe in these creatures, but I'm surprised to hear from my friend. She was She was basically with right. Dr. Miller. Right. Examining these them. creatures. Yep. And somehow 
these documents came involved with with the Miller documents, or they sent him these documents um, looking for answers. I don't know, but she says, you know, her mom always tells her stories about her studies in the United States, um, biologist for the Department of Forest of Industry along that line. She would occasionally tell us stories about the three giant monkey-like creatures she found in Texas while she was a young scientist, 25 or so years old. Well, yeah, it says right there, a fire. Fire had burned some of these giant monkeys. Right. Yep. I recall her talking about finding mm -hmm. these monsters in some caves in Texas. A fire had burned the giant monkeys. Uh, I always thought her stories were crazy, how strange to read, blah, blah, blah. Um, again, could this have been made up? Sure. Absolutely. But the way the story reads, and we're not getting yeah. into the depths of this, I don't think this was made up. I don't think it was either. And the more I read, the more I'm pretty sure that this guy actually did this stuff, and this woman. And it says... Uh, talking about finding Texas to help her examine these dead monkeys. His name was Dr. Miller. She would tell us how angry he was at her and the others because one of the monkeys was not dead. They called these things monkeys. Right. So it goes on and talks about that thing. And, and um, she referred to these monkeys as something other than Bigfoot. The first ones discovered in her by Texas, she called something like Texacanus. Um, she would tell me stories of the different species like Sampos in the swamps of the United States, um, Belize in South Africa, studying the Amazonian-type Bigfoot. She told stories about the mm -hmm. Arctic type and the pure white furs, seemed to know as by Dr. Miller as well. Um and we're not done with these, but geez, man. I mean, why do you think, yeah. why do you think this document, I mean, why would not be accessible online anymore? In your opinion. Because it's factual. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want people to know. Um, they go in to classify these things. Yeah. Um, He's talking about habitats. Uh, he he not only went to Texas, but he went to. Um, he went to California, mm -hmm. the Pacific Northwest. It's he, he so he he classifies these things, um, and he says, "For my own journaling, I will not refer to these species as what he he uh, classified them as." And the best way I can pronounce this word. CB data a day. C E B I D A T E L I D A E. Sebedatella day? That's, yeah, I don't know. That's the scientific name they gave them. I don't know what that means. I don't know what to do. Insufficient data. I, I do, however, agree this New World ape species is remarkably divergent and maintains features from all primate suborders. Suborders. So, for my own purposes, I reference the species as Primus. Dr. Miller maintains his approach, of which I can ascribe. I don't know, my own Primus. Arctos has been. I don't know who this is talking. Is this him talking or somebody else? This is the Wentzworth notes continued. But he goes on to classify. Uh, they're talking about classifying these things as. Um, <laughs> this is the part that confused me was this. Wentzworth continued. Yeah. Well, he's talking about the notes um, 
she's talking about the notes with with what he said. P. Arctos, um, the North American into Asia. P. Arctos is a very large and is in fact the largest known of primate species. It's larger than the P. Noteros pacificus. So they classify these things based on their location. P. Sompos, right. P. Amazonia, P. Texacanus. Right. Uh, so they broke these things down based on region. Um, P. Arctos, mm-hmm. which is the Arctic one. So here we go. It says, I spent years studying these creatures. This is Dr. Miller again, which right. are scientifically known as Cibidelidae. That's what he, he calls them. Cibidelidae. Confirming they were not, most certainly not human. They were definitely of primate origin, but with traits seen in various species of primate. Uh, New World Monkey. Right. Um, so he says, in uh, late 62 or 63, I was notified of a large human-like creature by the Redding Forest Service folks in California. I arranged for transport of the body to my primary location in Colorado. It was reported to me that the body was found under a large tree that had been violently struck by lightning and blown to the ground, apparently killing this large creature. So this guy's getting these things sent to him in Colorado to examine. Yep. That one was from the Pacific Northwest, right? Colorado, yeah. Yeah. Because it was in a tree. Um, In trees. It was, yeah, in a tree. (laughs) Aboreal or arboreal. Arboreal. Arboreal, as you say. Arboreal, which means in trees. In trees. So it says, I found the animal to be very similar to those I've studied in the Bandera County of Texas with some marked differences. Um, oh, this is where he gets into... Yeah, the, he gets into the differences the in hand. these things. Yeah. Um, the scent glands. Yeah. He talks about the scent glands being armpits in some, forearms in yep. others, in the Texarkanus ones. Right. So so this guy breaks these things down. He, he not only... Um, yeah. There's under... There's scent glands in the forearms. There's scent glands in the armpits. And these things go on for, uh, due to their jaw size and bone-crushing dentum, it is clear that the subfamily, the subfamily of this creature are omnivorous, predaceous, and opportunistic. We did not find the female killed during the Columbus Day storm. With, um, I mean, I don't know what that means, but all uh, that where they found her. Um, we did find that the female killed during the Columbus Day storm was pregnant with embryos. Mm-hmm. The one that they there found in the tree. Yeah. I mean, there's pages of this stuff. I'm not going to read all this stuff, but an introduction to this. I mean, what's yeah, your, what we'll just you... we'll just we'll just touch on the, the these points, and then uh, you know, if people want us to elaborate on this some more, then we'll continue yeah. with it. Yeah, but, if you guys have heard of this, please get a, get a hold of um, us. And let us know. But I think it's fascinating because, like he said. The ones in the Pacific Northwest, the C. nerteros pacificus, are more tree climbers. They live in the trees. How many times are you in the woods and, and are looking up? Never. Never. Unless you're you and me. <laughs> and hopefully everybody who hears this now, when they're right. in the woods, right. look up. Right. Look up. Right. Because apparently these things are tree climbers. Yeah. And we've heard that from a couple of the people we've talked to, too. Plenty of people. Plenty of people. I've heard it from a lot of documentaries as well. But nobody does that. Nobody walks through the woods in the Pacific Northwest looking up. They're always looking down. You tend to look down. Mainly so you don't trip. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. 
But, you know, you're looking around the trees, you're looking down at all the underneath the foliage. Nobody looks up into the trees and, and that could be one right above your head. You never know. Probably more people have not seen it because of that reason than have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to, I try to scan when I, when I go in a situation, I, I try to look up a little bit, look down, but uh, yeah, when I'm walking, I'm doing that now, I'm kind of looking at the ground, but yeah, well, when you're walking, especially through the woods, like I said, you know, you got to look down or you're going to trip over something. Right. But, um, back to these documents, man, there's a reason why that you can't find them, yeah. you know, and, and there's a reason why that, um, these things are covered up and mm-hmm. was it made up? It would take a lot of work. Someone would have to go to a lot, a lot of work. When you, if you guys get a chance to see these things, I mean, this is, it's like eighteen pages long, and um, yeah, no one's going to make this. You would have to go because even on on these documents, there's even the uh, what are they called? There's references, right? Yeah, there's references to everything they talk about, right? So you can look it up. You can look the references up, but I, yeah. maybe we should check so, that out and see what happens. So that would take an awful lot of, I mean, you'd have to be one hell of a fiction writer to come up with half of this. Yeah, for sure. It's not something you're going to do in a couple of weeks. No. <laughs> but, no. you know, I mean, I've always believed that there's cover, there's cover up. You know, after I realized, hey, you know, why aren't people seeing these things? Why aren't we finding bodies? Why isn't there proof? I think there has been proof. There obviously is proof um, according to these documents, in my opinion. Right. And, yeah. you know, Brian, I'm going to ask you a question. Why would you think the government would cover up the existence of a being <sighs> that is known as Bigfoot or Sasquatch? Forestry forestry the the logging industry you think it's that or you i mean yeah, well i think they have a very powerful lobby what about the whole what about the whole um at least in the pacific northwest anyway what about you know tourism and, and whatnot you think that much people are spending that money on the forest to go out there <laughs> just to see them anyway yeah i don't think I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the national parks, maybe that's their thinking. You know, you got to have money. I mean, they got to make money off those parks or it's worthless to have them. Or maybe just, you know, maybe well, just not enough people have seen them yet to, to, to believe it's real. Um, maybe a lot more people have seen them. They're just not coming forward because they're afraid to be ridiculed, made fun of, or threatened. That too. That too. You know? That too. So, like, we're talking about these Miller documents that nobody can seem to find. Uh, who's going to hear this and pay us a visit? You know, you never know. Maybe <laughs> nobody. Maybe somebody. Who knows? Maybe it'll be the men in black. Let's hope not. But if so, <laughs> we'll let you guys know for sure. We'll do an episode on that. I promise you. Damn that right, much. we will. We're not stopping until they come clean. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I'm not. But yeah, these these things are crazy to to read these things. Just it, it, the way you know, it's just it's just you know, and and you can tell when you're reading these that they were written back in those times. They in don't the 30s they don't and 40s, read yeah. like like they do today. So that also right. indicates it for me. Another reason. Yep. So you know, but but you know you can. Uh, Which is another thing. How, you know how much research you have to do to to know how they talked back then. Right. How they wrote. How they you know that would be. 
I, I can't see anybody doing this for a hoax. Right. <clears throat> I mean, the fact that, it, I mean, if Facebook took it down because they wanted to say it was uh, their their normal, um, whatever they, they call stuff nowadays. Community standards. Uh, <laughs> If I they want to call it bullshit. <laughs> take it down. Then why couldn't you just search it anywhere else? Fucking Facebook. Because I I could find it. I mean, at, at one point you could find it on the internet, and you can't. Yeah, I'm sure it was all over the place. So, and maybe it'll 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 be put back out there. We don't know. If you guys go to search this and you find it, good for you. Maybe if we put it back out there. Easy, Brian. Easy. <laughs> We're trying to keep this podcast going here, bro. All right. <laughs> Just kidding, Mr. Government Man, if you're listening. So, yeah, it's just crazy stuff. You know, you talk about <clears throat> so many things. You know, is... Mount St. Helens and, and that story with the forestry industry and, and all the bodies. Yeah, that up finding, there. The, finding the dead Sasquatch there after the, uh, after the eruption, yeah. Um, you know, you and I have talked to people who've told us stories that yeah. we can't repeat. I'm sure that if we found the right person... Uh, who was a firefighter in last year's forest fires up there. I'm sure they could tell us some stuff too. That's a great idea. Yeah. So we, we should, just need to find a firefighter that. that's willing to anonymously, obviously, that's right. willing to come forward and tell us what you find up there in them fires. You know. So if anyone out there knows anyone who is a forest fire... In the Pacific smoke Northwest. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. Was that what they call them, smoke jumpers? Yeah. Did you read the, through the whole manuscript of the, of the 18 pages? I did not. I don't know if I didn't did make not. it through the end. No, I was going to do it again, but you wanted to jump on here. So I know. I'm impatient. I'm going to. I'm going to finish reading them, though. I'm impatient. I was looking for any more highlights here that we, we can do, talk about. But, um, and if we do part two, we can. Uh, that's that's my biggest thing is I'm, I'm hung up on these. The Pacific Northwest ones are more arboreal, and the ones they found down around Texas and around that area are more more apt to live in the caves. Um, trog, troglozine, a troglozine lifestyle, which is like a troglodyte, which lives in caves. Not full-time, Well, but that's where they take cover. There's... <laughs> Look at the cave systems of the United States. Um, and you know that post that was put out there on, on Facebook and our group page, if you guys are on our group page. Um, it lined up sightings with cave systems. And it seems more cave systems seems to be, you know, more Midwest. To West Virginia, East. Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, North Carolina. Now, there are cave systems in, in, in the Pacific Northwest uh, in California. There are. Mm -hmm. um, but... You've also but I got think the so biggest much, ones are out here, out east. Yeah. But you've got so much rich, deep, dense forestry in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Um, virgin right. forestry. Those, man, those woods out there are amazing. So these things don't need to live. <laughs> They're not even woods. Those are forests. Those are real those forests. Are forests real. <laughs> those things don't need to to live in caves. And I think yeah. it's inconvenience for them to live in a cave. Would it not be for you? I mean... Okay, it's nighttime. I'm gonna go down I in think, the cave. And I think out there it would be, but down south, out east, that'd be cooler. You know, where there's not as dense a forest, or you get out of the rain for yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's just crazy how it lines up with with you know, like you said, and they talk about too the more aggressive um, 
we've talked about this before in the show, the more aggressive encounters seem to happen in the, in the South, in the hotter, yeah. mm -hmm. um, you know, not so dense yep. forest kind of things where they're more chill up in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Well, can be. Maybe, they're, <laughs> maybe they're getting in some crops. Maybe, you know? hey, you know, maybe they're like, like the hippies out there on the West Coast. <laughs> they're just like, hey, peace and love, dude. Peace it's more love. chill. It must be. It must be the atmosphere. It's all I can just say. Just lob a rock over there and tell you to get yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> just leave. Go ahead. I'll throw a rock like, like ones, thirty yeah, yards I'm, in front of I'm you. Like the ones down south that want to rip your head off. I'll, I'll do a little soft tree snap for you. There right. you go. Right. Ah, uh, you should leave. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you not gonna leave? All right, we'll leave then. Right. Right. So, yeah, man. I mean, these things are crazy. Um, yeah. But I believe yeah. them. It's, I do. Uh, I do, too. The way they're written. Absolutely. And how they're pronounced. Um, it's just really yep. interesting. And above there's the fact too much. Can, yeah, there's too much detail. There's too much. Um, there's just too much to, to fake. Too many specifics. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But um, if you guys... Uh, guys got any comments on this stuff or if you guys have heard of this or come across this please let us know yeah get a hold of know. us um email us even yeah come info. on and talk about it with us if right you want to. yeah get on the show info at cryptocreatures.co we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on twitter yep we're on everything so get in touch um if it's social media we're on it right and <laughs> again um we want to get into more stuff like we talked about. Uh, we're, we're, we'll talk about UFOs. We'll talk about Absolutely. aliens. We'll talk, talk about, about Skinwalker we'll Ranch. Hauntings. So if you guys got oh, more of that stuff. That, there's a new episode of Skinwalker Ranch on tonight. Oh, really? Of course, when this, yeah, by the time this airs, it'll be like, what? No, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> What's it on, Brian? Do you know? What, uh, what program? History Channel, History Channel, I think. Awesome. History of Discovery. No, Discovery, I think. Awesome. Yep. So... Well, we'll wrap this up, man. Yes, man. I'm excited about these Miller documents. I'm glad you found them. We'll keep reading through these things. And I'm and, glad uh, we're reading them. And we will revisit because, like I said, I got about halfway through. I don't know how far you got. Right. But, but um, we're going to finish this up. So stay tuned for part two of the Miller documents. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we wanted to let you guys know what was out there and, and that these things exist. So, you know, yes, just help, absolutely. Help push us and along. And if anybody else has found them. And have read them. As we said, let us know. Let us sure. know. Yep. And let us know your take on them. All right, man. We'll wrap it up at that point. You have a good one. Thanks yes. for being here with me always again tonight. Fun. It's always fun doing these with no guests. I mean, I love our guests. I do. Wrong, yeah, right? I do. Sometimes it's, it's nice, nice to, to take some time and sit nice back to and back just. to our, our roots. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. It is for sure. I, li I like doing that. Just just you and me behind yeah. the mic and just talking yeah. it out. That's yeah, what it's about, right? Too. So uh, Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks again. Guys, thanks yep. for listening. Appreciate it. Man, it's always fun. Take care. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. I don't see ya.